I've spent the last month and a half not actively pitching or writing freelance assignments for the first time, really in years. Even on vacations, I've always worked conceptualized stories I wanted to tell eventually, outlined pieces due, did reading relevant to pieces I was in the process of. But this month, the last, I did none of that. I wasn't curious in a way that I wanted to capitalize into productivity at all. There were feelings of guilt that I was letting myself down and that I'd regret not working in some distant future. But then I remembered I've worked so hard so that I could do exactly this. Nothing. And then if I kept putting it off, there would be no intervention from the universe to tell me to rest in a kind way. I would simply shut down. My body would force me to add an inopportune time. And so I might as well rest before that happens again. And I would avoid the shame of deja vu and not having learned anything at all. So I sat and kept sitting and waited to feel more inclined to do something else. Days turned to weeks, turned to more than a month. I've also been sitting because I've fallen out with my mom for what feels like a final moment in time. Not that I'll ever, never ever speak to her again, but that whatever efforts I'd made in the past to establish a kind of version of her I could love the way I wanted to, that's gone now. Any lessons I thought she learned herself about accepting a queer child without conditions, those only existed in my mind. On my last visit with her, she said things that made me realize how much generational trauma and crisis she's experiencing and how that's been placed on me. Perhaps a more filial daughter would work through that with their parent directly, but I... I don't actually think familial love has to be unconditional when it's wrapped in various forms of abuse. If a void continues to act as a void, even as you seek its shape, your compassion for seeking the shape of the void does not render it into a more approachable form. All that happens is you've embraced the void as it swallows you whole, and I don't need that. I would rather have the sun and the stars, you know? Love that's not so fraught. A way of being recognized that doesn't ask that I change my form. Love is recognition. I'm so grateful for being queer and for having chosen family and familial bonds that prepared me for the things that I heard that day, because as it happened, I just felt incredibly calm and held by all the other people in my life that have never made me feel that way and that never made me feel like I had to be anything else. Also, it's not, it's not as if I was deeply surprised to be having, once again, a conversation on how queerness is an illness or whatever. This person intentionally isolated me in spaces that punished my queerness multiple times. I've written about them before in this newsletter. I never forgave those times, and she never apologized for them, but a lot of people are taught that blood family is some sort of unbreakable bond. But people break all the time when they aren't cared for. If someone can't care for me in the ways that I ask, which is to say to see me without denial for the person I am and the people I love, then I don't need their love. It's not digestible. The last thing I said to my mom was the question, what would honor you? She had been saying that I didn't respect her as a mother, that my queerness was disrespectful, that it was a choice that I made wrongly. I explained calmly that it was as much of a choice as the act of breathing that it has always been so. And then I asked what would honor her that didn't require me to be less than who I am. She didn't have an answer to that, and so I left without saying goodbye. 
I hope one day she has an answer we can talk about that doesn't require me to lie about who I am or who I love. I imagine even writing this is an act of dishonor as an Asian child, or rather reading it out loud to you. But secrets never kept me safe from abuse or neglect, so they don't deserve my allegiance. And, you know, I haven't written anything since that happened and anything for this newsletter because I've been afraid of the fact that it would overshadow everything I'm trying to work on and revise. But I also know that I need to metabolize it before I can do anything else. I'm not trying to distract myself from the questions I have or the fact I'm not owed answers that I want or could dare to hope for. I'm trying to unwind my projections from my actual loss. And I'm trying to understand what has to be written about or written through. What exactly do I edit out when what I'm writing shapes the stories I'm searching for? Or rather, what I'm going through shapes the stories I'm searching for. Since I don't have the answers cleanly, I felt more or less stuck. And then I revisited something important by Alexander Chi. He wrote about writer's block on his blog. And he wrote that sometimes you stop writing to protect yourself from the idea you fear will humiliate you. But then time goes by and then you're humiliated by not writing. And then the shame is doubled. And in these circumstances, you need to forgive yourself to return to writing. I'm still in the process of forgiving myself for wanting a better relationship with my mom. And I'm afraid that my lack of knowledge of her side of the family and of her own history will make me feel less than and on top of that, a worse writer because I can't get to the core of what I'm trying to say because I don't have the answers yet. But I think I'm supposed to just own up to all that, actually. <laughs> I'm supposed to remember that recognizing emotions and not managing them into different ones is the key to emotional intelligence and ultimately to letting them pass on. That sitting with your feelings isn't a passive action, but an event that lets you connect more honestly and openly with other people. And the people that I think I'm trying to connect with aren't the people that don't see me at all. And anyway, I took a writing class from Yanye this weekend. It was really comforting to sit in a Google Doc with so many other writers actively writing about the things that frightened us and to remind each other of what structure and exploration can look like. And how revision is often led by feelings and intuition, what you hone in on when you just sit and observe your internal dialogue. It let me return to my work with more kindness to myself. It didn't make me feel less afraid of what I'm trying to navigate or the undigested questions and fears I've yet to process, but it made me feel more able to persevere through them and share them with you to let you know what I'm up to. And I know this isn't really a beauty missive, but I think you're probably going to be okay with that, or at least I hope. Um, and with that in mind, I did want to share some things I've been finding useful as I wade through the waters. So, number one, I've been pulling a spread from my Oblique Strategies deck, which has an online version linked in the newsletter. And I've also been rereading Dion Brand's A Map to the Door of No Return, paired directly with A Vertical inter Interrogation of Strangers by Banu Kapil, my favorite poet. Then number three 
is I've been doing a lot of index card writing. Um, as Mei Wang teaches a course on this method, if you haven't heard of it before, but it is basically just writing structure through index cards. So I'm breaking up my revisions into themes and to little nut graphs that get at what I'm trying to say and then putting them in an order that feels right. So it's kind of zooming out into the macro version of every fragment I'm connecting into this chapter. And it's really rewarding, but also really hard for me. And I'm really enjoying it and being able to finally get to do it. But yeah, I wanted to share that so you got a little idea of what the writing process is. Because I think it changes for everybody. For me, it's really intuitive. And right now it involves index cards and next month it may not. But anyway, I wanna know how you are. And also if you have any advice for me. Have you ever fallen out with your family? And if so, did you ask the same kind of question that I did? Did you, do you wish you did? <laughs> um, and what came out of it? Anyway, sending you love, Arabelle.